So today's message is going to be shorter than usual and better than usual because we want to get you out into the atrium uh, for some lunch and uh, getting to know one another and some fun stuff that we've got planned out there and all that. We want you to get connected. That's the whole point of this series. Next week, we're starting a brand new series called Game Plan, and we're going to download God's game plan for us as a church, Moncton Westland, where we're going as a church, and we're all going to Disney for Christmas. <laughs> that is not where we're going as a church, but come to the Game Plan series, and uh, we'll unpack that. We're super pumped about it. Is uh, anyone here interested in knowing how much money we raised for the Babaco Water Project last week? So if you weren't here, we took four big water bottles, which, by the way, it didn't, never crossed my mind how they would get that money out of those bottles. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time, but they managed to get it all out, and uh, not too scared. They will heal, and uh, we put four water bottles out here and took a pretty spontaneous offering for the water project in Babaco, this little community that we've been uh, helping and ministering to and uh, helping them get to... Uh, uh, up, you know, get some infrastructure going, like water, like basic water. And I challenged us uh, with a goal of 15000 So far, you've raised $16,000 so far. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're awesome. Way to go. That's, that's awesome. Put up four water bottles and raise 16000 just like that. Um, okay, so Rising is our new monthly night of prayer and worship, and it starts this coming Wednesday night. What, what is Rising? Rising is not an event. Rising is a response to where God is calling us as a church, okay? It's not an event. It's a response. So I don't, don't, I want you all to come to Rising, but don't come to Rising because the pastor is begging you. Come to Rising because Jesus is awesome. Okay, that's the real reason to come, because he's worthy, not because the pastor is, is making you feel guilty. A monthly night of worship and prayer, there'll be a short time of teaching, and then we're going to have specific prayer for uh, areas of our lives that we all, we need prayer for. We'll, it'll be different, I think, each month, the specific things that we pray about, uh, but we're praying for breakthroughs. Uh, we're praying for transformation. We're praying for chains to be broken. We're, we're praying for addictions to be broken. We're praying for, for physical healing. We're praying for, for jobs. We're praying for uh, all, all those things. Like, we're, we're going for it on Wednesday night. And uh, so it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, exciting. And uh, I'm convinced that there is much more for Moncton Westland, for us. God has more for us. As a church, there's more for our city, there's more for our communities, and I'm also convinced that it will only come through a concentrated, intentional, first priority, sacrificial, all-inclusive prayer and worship. Like, that's where it's going to come from, okay? It's, it's not going to come from uh, anything else. So, uh, so I hope that you'll come. We won't put you on the spot to pray if you're, like, terrified about that. No one's going to put you on the spot. We won't put you in a small group and say, everybody around the circle, pray. We're not going to do that to you. So don't be afraid. Pastor Mark is going to lead worship. I'll do the teaching time, and then we're going to pray. There will be child care. If that helps you, we want you to be able to come. There will be child care. And uh, so uh, between now and Wednesday night, I need you to... Blow up Facebook and invite everyone you know and say, let's be there 
Wednesday night, 6.30, okay? 6.30 at the church, rising, looking forward to it, okay? So I'm going to chat uh, quickly this morning about uh, the vision of Moncton Weston. The, our vision, we're putting it up here on the screen for you, the vision of Moncton Weston, our vision is to be people, that's us, inviting people, that's people who aren't here yet, people who don't know Jesus, people inviting people to experience and follow Jesus. And where in the world did we get such an idea? Great question. We got it from Jesus himself who invited people, all people, to come and see. He invited people to come, come and see, come a little closer, uh, to come and to, and to follow him. And as these people followed him, they grew deeper into that relationship. The, more, the closer they got to him, the more that they got to know him, they grew in that relationship of following, and they learned what it really meant to be his disciple until they too were ready to lay down, to, to take up their cross, to lay down their lives, to drop everything, to, to love everyone, to serve anyone, to surrender their will, their plans, their ambitions to Jesus Christ, to die to self, to care for the poor, to care for the sick, to care for the widows, to care for the orphans, to repent and flee from sin and evil. And Jesus called people to follow him into this life. To, uh, to Jesus crossed every line and every barrier of race, ethnicity, class, gender, anything. He crossed them all, stepping into people's place of need and, and loving them without reservation and loving people without hesitation, and just simply inviting them to follow him as their Savior and their Lord, as we saw many people do in baptism this morning. In John chapter 1, John the Baptist points, Jesus is, is walking by, and John the Baptist points to him and says, hey, there goes, there he is, there's the one, there goes the Lamb of God. Two of uh, John's students who had been under John's teaching, two of them, realize that Jesus is the one that John has been preparing them to follow. So they see you later, John, nice knowing you, and they take off and they follow Jesus. They start walking alongside Jesus. Let's look at verse 38 of John chapter 1. Jesus looked around and saw these two guys following, and he says to them, what do you want? And they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus asked them, what do you want? And this is a great question. Let me ask us this morning. What do you want Jesus to be in your life? Who do you want Jesus to be in your life? Do you want, do you just want a, a Sunday morning Jesus? Do you want like an hour, an hour and a half a week Jesus? Is that what you want? Do you want a little Jesus once in a while? Do you want good luck charm Jesus? Is that the Jesus you want? Do you want Break glass in case of emergency, Jesus. Oh, God, if you, <laughs> I need you now. If you've ever answered one of my prayers, please, Lord. Break glass in case of emergency, Jesus. Or do you want the Messiah? Do you want the Son of God? Do you want Jesus to be your everything? And Jesus is making it clear, if, if you want to follow me, you have to give me your life, all of you. Because I am going to lay down my life for yours. So if you want to follow me, you've got to lay down your life for me. It's all or nothing. 
And so these two guys asked Jesus, well, where are you staying? Which, which means we, we we're interested. We want to know more. We want to follow you. We, we want to get closer to you. We want to listen to you. We want to learn from you. And then Jesus replies, come, come and see. Come and, come and see. He invites them to follow. Verse 41. Andrew, this was, Andrew was one of these first guys to follow Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and he told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Andrew was one of the first followers. And he runs to get his brother, Simon, and we know now that Simon becomes Peter, who, became, who was basically the first bishop of the church, right? And Andrew had no way of knowing, when he went to invite his brother Simon, who became Peter, he had no way of knowing uh, what, what God would do in Peter's life. He had no way of knowing what would come out of that one invitation. Simon, or Andrew invites Simon, who becomes the, the guy that, that Jesus uses to launch his church in the first century, who launches his church in the book of Acts. See, you have your invite, inviting someone else to come and experience Jesus, your invite is packed with potential. Like, you don't know what that one invitation could do and how it can radically change someone's life. You don't know that one person that you invite, you don't know who they might become. Andrew just went to invite his brother. He didn't know that Jesus would, would literally start the church with this guy. You could invite someone who chooses to follow Jesus, and their spiritual tree could be changed forever. Like, it could, literally, that person could end up, like, generations after them could, could end up following Jesus just because of that one invite that you made with someone. Those of you who's, um, whose parents follow Jesus, and you would say, well, I'm, I'm here today because my parents follow Jesus, or maybe you're here because your grandparents followed Jesus. Or maybe you even know that, hey, my great-grandparents were, were followers of Jesus. Maybe you know that to be true. Well, however far back you go, at some point, someone invited someone. Someone back there somewhere reached out to someone and said, listen, I, I want to invite you to, to, to have a look at Jesus, to consider Jesus, to hear the things of God, to, to just, just, just listen. That's all, you, that's all I'm inviting you to is, to, is to come a little closer so that you can, you can listen, you can, you can see Jesus clearly for yourself. This church, Monkton Wesleyan, was started 127 years ago. Most of you weren't around then. With about 12 people. And here we are this morning. How did it get to this point? It got there by people inviting people to experience and follow Jesus. That's how it got there. So Andrew goes and invites his brother Simon, who becomes Peter. The next day they go into town and they find Philip. And they invite Philip to come and follow Jesus. Philip goes and finds another guy named Nathaniel. Now, and they invite him to come and follow Jesus. Jesus, and Nathanael said, Nazareth, Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So Nathanael is the first skeptic. He, he, he's like, you know, 
There's no way I'm following a, a rabbi who comes from, comes from Nazareth. No problem. Jesus loves skeptics. If you're here this morning and you're skeptical, you're in the right place. We're glad that you're here. Like, like we should put a big sign out front that says, Skeptics Wanted. <laughs> like, this is, this, is, this is where you should be. You and people who are skeptical, like if you invite someone and they're, and they're skeptical or they don't believe, perfect. You just, you just found the kind of person that, that, that we're looking for, someone who, who needs to hear about Jesus and get the proximity where, where God can speak into their life. So Jesus admired him as a straight shooter. And Jesus, uh, Jesus liked that about Nathaniel. Nathaniel said, Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Jesus, when he met Nathaniel, he said, now there is a genuine son of Israel. In other words, he said, you're up front. You're straight, and I like that about you. You, you say it as it is, and you're not pretending to be anything else. And uh, you don't believe, and, that's, and Jesus liked that and appreciated that in Nathaniel. So it's not just the invite. It's, it's, it's not just inviting people. We don't just invite people because uh, to church. We're inviting people to experience and follow Jesus. Okay? If we grew to be a large, you know, many, many thousands of people, but people aren't finding Jesus, who cares? Like, like I wouldn't give my life to that. It's got to be about this. It's got to be about lives that are transformed, and they have decided to follow Jesus with the rest of their lives. It has to be that. We have to be inviting people, not just the church. We're inviting them to Jesus. Here's a, a letter that I received a couple of Sundays ago, and uh, it, it came attached to a bag of Starbucks French roast coffee beans. I'm just saying, that's my love language. And um, <laughs> Dear Tim, I don't even know where to start. I want to say thank you for these past few months at church. When I first met, and then she mentions the name of her friend, and accepted an invitation to attend one Sunday morning. Are you getting this? These are young girls in their 20s, one inviting the other. When I first accepted... Uh, an invitation to attend one Sunday morning, I was in a really rough place. I was just filled with anger and anxiety. In the first few weeks, I sat in the back and wasn't very connected, but felt a need to be in this place. And as the weeks passed, my friend and I decided to move closer to the front. I, I like that. There's just, there's just a good feeling down there. And I instantly felt more connected to the church and to God. And over the past few months, I've been able to accept Jesus into my life, and I've been able to repair the relationship with my mother that I thought was beyond broken. Had you not been so accepting and such a great pastor... <coughs> I don't know where I would be today. Where I, I don't know where I would, I don't know that I would be where I am today in my relationship with God. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to many more amazing Sundays.
It's not about becoming a big church. It's about depopulating hell. It's all about the mission of Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples. There is nothing more important in this world than people choosing to follow Jesus Christ with their lives. If you can show me something more important than that, I would like to know what it is because the only thing making it out of this world is your soul. That's it. That's, that is it. That's all of it. Now, it wouldn't be very bright of me to preach a message like this and not invite people to experience and follow Jesus, don't you think? I mean, this is, this is what it's all about, to invite people to experience and follow Jesus. And this moment right here, 1135 on Sunday morning, uh, October the 2nd at Moncton Wesleyan Church, this particular moment is not a coincidence, friends. It's not a coincidence. And God has been, been working in your life in ways that you, you may never even see or understand to put you in a place this morning where you could hear the good news of Jesus, where you could pe hear these songs, where you could see these people being baptized, where, where God could just speak to you and whisper to your soul and just say, I'm here, I'm, I'm real, I'm alive, I know you, I see you, I love you, I want you to follow me, I want you to believe in me, I want you to make this decision today. This is not a coincidence. The most important decision of your life, the biggest decision you will ever make is who will I serve? Who will I give my life to? And following Jesus begins when you believe. It begins when you believe that he is the Son of God. He is who he says he is. He's the Son of God. You believe that he died on a sinner's cross for your sin. You believe that he was resurrected. And in that, in that decision-making process between you and God, you repent. You confess. You say, God, I'm sorry for any wrong that I've ever done that has separated me from you. Will you come and will you, will you wash that clean? Will you forgive me for that? Will you make it right? And you repent and you confess and you don't hold anything back. You, you give him everything. You give him your entire life. And you accept his forgiveness. You say, God, I accept your love and your mercy and your grace. And you, you just let God wash you clean. You just, just keep, you pray that prayer. And in that moment, you begin your new relationship with Jesus Christ. He power washes your soul. He makes you his child. He gives you a fresh, clean start. And you, you live for him the rest of your life. He is first, first in every area of your life for the rest of your life. He's got to be Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You make him first in your life, and you follow Jesus as Lord of your life with the rest of your life. Let's stand together. And let's pray. And those of you who are Christ followers and you want to pray for people who are making this decision right now, let's, let's pray together, and then I will give people an opportunity to respond to Jesus. Lord, Lord, this has been a, a, great, a great morning. It's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. There's still much more to come, but, but God, this, this is uh, what's most important. People crossing that line of faith and choosing to believe in you as their Savior 
and trusting you and inviting you to come into their life to wash away their sin, to make them your child, that they might follow you with the rest of their lives. Lord, I pray for anyone who's here this morning who is, who is on the verge of that decision, who wants to make that decision, who maybe just needs a little more, uh, a little more courage. Lord, I pray for anyone who is, who is battling this right now and uh, they're stacking bricks. And uh, God, I just pray that you would, that you would help them to, to break through on this and to trust you. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If, if God has been speaking to you this morning, calling you, calling you home and saying, today is your day, trust me, believe in me as your Savior. Give me your life and follow me as your Lord and your Savior with the rest of your life. And you've never made this decision before. You don't know that there ever, ever was a time when you made this decision, but you're making it right now. And you said, Pastor Tim, today is my day to follow Jesus. Uh, would you pray with me uh, as I give him my life? If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand up good and high that we might celebrate this with you? And, uh, and then I will pray with you after we see if there are any hands. Hold up good and high so that we don't, we don't want to miss anyone. Doug, you see someone? Where are they? In the back? Wave at me. Don't be shy. Right there. Okay, there he is. All right. We don't want to miss anyone. If there's anyone else here this morning, say, Pastor Tim, this is my day to decide to follow Jesus. If you're in the balcony, you might need to jump up and down so I can see you. Where are we? I want to make sure. It could be somebody scratching their head. Did you see one in the balcony? Let's pray with this one person who raised their hand right back here as he simply says, Jesus Christ, I give you my life. I believe you are the Son of God, and I invite you to come into my life and save me from my sin. Jesus, I repent this morning of any wrong that I've ever done that has kept me from you. Thank you for coming into my life and making me your child. I believe you are God's Son. I believe you died on a cross for my sin, and I believe you rose again. And I believe that I will spend eternity with you. Thank you for coming into my life right now. And Jesus, I'm saying in this moment that I will live for you and I will serve you with the rest of my life. You will be first. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I just, uh, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to drag this on. I just, I just feel uh, God saying, ask again. I don't want to drag it on, but I just, I know that if I leave the stage without asking again, I'll feel like God saying, I told you, dummy, to ask again. Did we miss anyone? Is there anyone here who says, Pastor Tim, it, I should have and I didn't, but I need to raise my hand this morning and accept Jesus. 
okay? All right, good. Not good, but we'll leave it at that.